But what I didn't know was that by trying to change who I was to be happy, I was actually chasing the wrong type of happiness. I was chasing inauthentic happiness. Hi, I'm Shelly Covert, and I have a question for you. Are you tired of putting on a fake smile and pretending you're happy when you're really not? Are you ready to stop chasing happiness and create it instead? This world we live in makes us believe we need something newer or bigger or better to be happy. But guess what? That's not real happiness. I'm going to teach you what I've learned about creating real, authentic happiness. So if you're ready to stop faking it and be happy for real, you're in the right place. This is the Make Happiness Happen podcast. Wow, I can't believe this is really the first episode of Make Happiness Happen. This podcast has been in my head for a very long time. I can't believe it's finally live. So thank you so much for joining me here. I thought before we dive into all the goodness I have planned, I should just take a few minutes to introduce myself. So I want you to feel like you know me personally, and I want you to understand how much it really does mean to me to teach you what I've learned about authentic happiness. So let's take a few minutes and go back to the beginning. I grew up in a small Nebraska town with a population of around 7,000 people. Well, to be exact, I actually lived about 15 miles outside of that small Nebraska town. We had neighbors about a half mile away to the north and the south of us, but beyond that, I was surrounded by cornfields that my grandfather farmed, and I loved it. My younger sister and I spent as much time as possible outside. We rode bikes, played in our treehouse, went swimming in our very own cow tank in the summer, and so many other things. It really was a great way to grow up. My mom taught at a parochial school in town, and that's where my sister and I went to grade school. My dad owned a small engine repair shop in that same town. There was an attic there where my sister and I hung out after school every single day. It was like our own little hideaway. Um, I just loved it. So my home life really was amazing. My school life, on the other hand, that kind of left me feeling a little bit out of place. So my elementary school was small. I started there in kindergarten, and I think there were probably around 20 or so kids in my class. But by the time I got to eighth grade, there were just seven of us in my class. I was the only one who didn't live in town. I played sports in school, but not in any of the city leagues or anything like that. Um, I really loved living in the country, but it did make it harder for me to feel like I fit in because I spent most of my free time with my family and my sister instead of with the other kids in my class. I also loved spending time alone. I know now that I'm an introvert, but at that time I just knew I loved reading, listening to music, and just other kind of cool creative type stuff. So when it was time for me to start high school, we actually moved into town. I was 14 years old at the time, and my high school had four grades, and there were around 400 students total. So my freshman class had 107 students. I always thought it was kind of funny that there were 100 kids from public school and then the seven of us from my parochial school. Uh, I was pretty nervous on my first day of high school, and that was mainly because the only kids I knew in high school were my six former classmates and the girl that lived across the street. She and I actually went to school together that first day, which was really nice. Being an introvert made it tough for me to make new friends. I personally at the time thought this was that it meant really that there was something wrong with me because it just looked so easy for everyone else. Everyone just seemed to make friends so easily. 
So I decided, and I, I think it was probably subconsciously, because I don't remember actually like making the decision, but I decided that it would be best to try to change who I was so that I would fit in better, because I thought there was something wrong with me. Um, I found a boyfriend pretty quickly, and you know, I guess at that age, what better way to feel accepted and happy than to be in a relationship, right? <laughs> well, that actually became my crutch through life. Um, basing my value and my worth and my happiness on the relationship I was in at the time. All throughout high school, I really don't remember there being a time that I didn't have a boyfriend of some kind, you know, or was in some type of relationship. Things seemed to be going well, but what I didn't know was that by trying to change who I was to be happy, I was actually chasing the wrong type of happiness. I was chasing inauthentic happiness. So when your happiness comes from what other people think of you, it's not real happiness. Real, authentic happiness comes from within. It comes from knowing who you are, being who you are, and loving who you are. My sophomore year in high school, I started drinking when I was with my friends because it just made it easier to be the person I thought I needed to be to fit in with them and be happy. I was funny and outgoing when I was drinking, and I really liked that. Uh, people seemed to enjoy hanging out with me it just felt good. Um, I didn't worry as much about what people thought of me. Um, it just seemed easier. Life just seemed easier. I was chasing things I thought would make me happy. I was chasing inauthentic happiness. My junior year continued on about the same. I was still trying to change who I was, trying to fit in with the cool kids. I was getting good grades in school, so my parents thought everything was fine until one night when a police officer brought me home because I'd been caught drinking with my friends. My senior year, things started to kind of fall apart. I was dating an older guy, like seven years older. I was still trying to fit in. My parents knew I was in trouble, but I didn't. But they didn't know how to help me. Um, they, it was causing stress between me and the rest of my family. I honestly felt pretty lost. I was doing things I thought would make me happy, but all those things did was cause stress and conflict in my life. After graduation, I moved about an hour away to go to college. I was still dating the older guy. Uh, we actually ended up getting married a year later when I was only 19 years old. My parents had been married for 22 years when I got married, and being a bit naive, I thought my new husband and I would have the same great marriage from day one. I thought being married would make me happy. I thought creating a family of my own would make me happy. There I was again chasing what I thought would make me happy. Seven years into our marriage, my daughter was born. She was beautiful and still is, and she is the love of my life. Eleven years into our marriage, my husband had an affair and chose to leave. Um, he actually told me he didn't think he had ever loved me, and that's when my life fell apart, when I fell apart. My daughter and I moved back in with my parents. Um, that's when it hit me. I was a 30-year-old divorced single mom living in my parents' basement. I felt unlovable and unworthy. I felt like a complete failure. That really was the lowest point of my entire life. As I look back now, I know that that is what started my journey towards authentic happiness. There was one moment of particular importance that I remember. I was in that bedroom in my parents' basement feeling scared and lost and alone. And I remember dropping to my knees next to the bed and praying. I poured my heart out to God. I remember saying, I've totally messed this up, Lord. My life is a disaster, and I don't know how to fix it. I am letting go of control. I'm giving you my life. Do with it what you will. 
that really was a turning point for me because it was when I started focusing on my faith again. I started praying more. I read the Bible more. I tried to tune into God more. Now, I wish I could say that things were smooth sailing from that point. I wish I could say I focused on real, authentic happiness from that point. But guess what? It doesn't work that way. We have our habits and routines and cycles, and we are always a work in progress. There's never a point where you arrive or you can stop working on yourself. So I love the phrase, life is a marathon, not a sprint. I know that might feel overwhelming, but it's actually a good thing because by thinking about it that way, by thinking about life as a marathon, you are always focused on moving forward. And even when things are tough, you just keep putting one foot in front of the other and just keep moving forward. Just stay focused on that finish line. So after several months of living in my parents' basement, my daughter and I moved into our own apartment. I started making new friends, I got a promotion at work, and we moved to a bigger city several hours away. I really started to feel like things were going to be easier, but unfortunately, I started falling back into my own habits. I started looking for happiness in relationships, I started measuring my value by the state of the relationship I was in. I started to change who I was um, so that I would feel more loved and accepted. I started to lose myself again. It took several years for me to see what was happening. It took another relationship ending before I was finally able to break the cycle. It took listening to Tony Robbins and other self-help gurus. It took focusing on my faith again. It took starting a gratitude journal and learning new skills to help me replace my old habits with new positive ones. It took all of this to help me realize that in order to be happy for real, to experience real authentic happiness, I needed to know who I really was, be who I really was, and most importantly, love who I really was. So my challenge to you today is to take some time to figure out who you are. Like, who is the real you, the real authentic you? Not who you think you should be or who you try to be when you're around others, but who you really are. Then be that person. Be your true self. It won't be easy and it will probably feel uncomfortable, but it is essential if you want to experience real authentic happiness. Finally, you need to love yourself. Not in a self-absorbed or self-conceited kind of way, but in an authentic way. A way that makes you say, thank you, Lord, for making me the person I am today. A way that helps you see all the good you have to offer and how you can help make this world a better place. And that's what this podcast is all about. Helping each and every one of you find your real authentic selves so we can come together and bring more happiness into this world. As always, thank you so much for tuning into the Make Happiness Happen podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure you're subscribed wherever you listen to podcasts. And even better, leave a positive review. If you want to dive deeper into the topics and discussions we have here, I would encourage you to head over to makehappinesshappen.com and sign up for my newsletter. It's the best way for us to get to know each other even better. Thank you so much for listening, and I'll see you next time on the Make Happiness Happen podcast.